We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I th- you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with Crystal and Kenny. Today, we have Coach Cam. I call him Coach Cam, but it's Cameron Tricky. And, um, I like we, Coach Cam. I do, too. It's more fun. I'll take it. He's okay with that. Something cold a lot worse. So we've known Coach Cam for about, I would say, five or six years. Mm-hmm. We met you at the Point Loma Sports Club, yeah. and we were you were our personal yeah. trainer. And then Kenny's done some classes over the years. I've done a couple, but... It's like going to SEAL boot camp, if I could imagine it. <laughs> I've never been, but anyways, um, so we wanted to bring Coach Cam on the podcast today to talk a little bit about his background and what he does, and then also mm-hmm. ketones, I think we're, we're talking yeah, about today. Not, so. not Keystone. Yes, ketones. We used to drink that beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I always thought we were saying that when you are here, I was like, Coach Cam's like, the man to me you're just like if you give you a hug you're buff like big, tongue strong Aussie guy like yeah. but I think for um when we when we see somebody um we can talk age or not but we know we know you're older than us and we see somebody as fit and it's as passionate and it's stayed healthy for over decades as you and I know in this world people go like this mm-hmm. you know somebody mm-hmm. could have been fit when they're 20 and then they're 30 they went down and they're 40 and now you know it's it's mm-hmm. tough because mm-hmm. it's a commitment um, so I was always, uh, I always am fascinated. was always intrigued about just with you, just the way you look, how fit you are and stuff of your age. Cause honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of a rarity because I think people make the excuse of time and kids and careers and all this. And you obviously over the, over your lifetime has just decided that it's just a priority and you're always going to make time for mm. it. Thank you. Appreciate so, that. Has that, there really ever been a time that you've fallen off of your fitness schedule? Like uh, really? I think so. You know, you get sick, you get run down and things like that. You know, it's not bad to get sick every now and then either. It's a little bit of a like a reset. But um, look, like you said, consistency. But I first want to thank you for having me on. I want to give a plug to our Pacific Shore Capital. Sure. And the great team here. They're awesome. They're community-minded and, and they care. And congratulations on your new baby too, super thank mum. Thank you. Thanks. Super dad. Thanks. You know, you're great influences and role models and lights in the world. You know, you're really making a difference. That's great. Cool. Thanks. So yeah, there were a couple of questions there. You know, I, you know, I want to give thanks to to my parents. You know, they they help a heck of a lot with, um, I guess, some lucky genes. You know, yeah. um, that helps a lot. Heck yeah. But um, good habits from young young days when I was when I was a kid, eating well and preparing food well. We were laughing the other day. My friends were saying, yeah, he'd bring a box of lunch and he'd be grazing all day. You know, feeding <laughs> the kids who were hungry yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I have a bag of nuts in my bag, a bag of nuts in my bag. Probably why my car smells every now and then. <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't know. I've always loved food. It's been a great fuel. It's been fun for me, you know. And um, it's just been it's been a fun thing for me to do. And it's, it's, it's um, been a good complement with the fitness yeah. and being able to impact people's lives over many years with that um, has been a blessing. So um, I just continue on having fun and trying to help and impact and experiment myself with things as well yeah so well it is interesting because 
Yeah, I think every time I see you, you're you're usually eating something. So I think people, though, when they think, like, they want to be fit or they want to lose weight or get in shape, they think, like, I can't eat or, you know, I can't eat as much. But yeah. I think it, me- like, more importantly is eating the right things and yeah. fueling your body the right way. Or you always exactly. say the right fuel, right? Because yeah. it is fuel. Food yeah. is fuel, I mean, technically, right? It is, you know, and I think back, I think back as a kid, we would just eat what we were given, right? Yep. Um, you know, and it was more cooked meals. I think uh, the micronutritional level, um, part of the reason why there are so many more injuries now, not only because of overtraining, mm-hmm. but um, we're eating fast, we're eating conveniently, and, the, and the, a lot of the nourishment's cooked out of the foods, and so it makes the bones a little weaker. So I think there are all these injuries, rotator cuff and plantar fasciitis, all these things that we never heard of as kids. Kids are getting injured now at a younger age. So I'll step away from that a little bit, but going back to when I started playing in another this is another life I'm 50 nearly 53 so nearly 40 years ago starting to think about a professional sport in in Australian rules football Um, it was all carbs you know eating carbs and carbs and carbs and uh, eating big meals before games and things like that well it's all it's just shifted you know a lot we know the fats the primary fuel source now it's the primary fuel source for the brain I was talking about this earlier with um with super mum here, Crystal, how we were born in ketosis. That was our native state. Yeah. Every baby on the planet is born in ketosis and drinking ketones from the breast milk with that's, colostrum. That's the same why it's so important. And yeah. uh, that's where the brain wants to go. So we'll touch on that a little bit later. But as I went through the, the football career and beating up the body and stuff, you realize about the rest and the repair and the recovery and you know the sleep and all these things that we hear about a heck of a lot now in the world of sports and even as a CEO and a leader you know how important it is to be fueling right and fueling with the brain correctly and and the rest and recovery um, you know you've got guys burning the candle at both ends with work and sport and I see them as almost like world-class athletes as well because they're doing it both to be able to stay on top of the game and lead their Lead their team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they literally like if you take a guy like LeBron or even a Roger Federer or just different yep. sports like Kelly Slater. They have teams around them. Mm-hmm. It's nutrition. It's yeah. health. It's all. It's, it's the whole thing, right? Mm. It's just it's it's insane. It is. So um, I wanted to ask you because um, just kind of go back just to learn a little bit more about you. Mm. Um, obviously, you know where you're from. We yeah. know we know you're not from New Jersey. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, or Boston. Yeah. I drove my car. I drove my car here. I was at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just kind of like where you grew up, and then I know a big part of your life or life was and still is is like rugby. Um, it's Almost. one of your passions. Yeah. Almost. And then can you kind of tell us about and then how you ended up here, how you yeah. landed in San Diego? Yeah, okay. I'm not real comfortable about talking about a lot of that, but um, excuse me. Um, so Australian rules football is a little bit different from rugby, just for the audience out there. It's indigenous to Australia. Um, it's a unique game, and, and it allows the, 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 the kids to grow up using both sides of the body. Very athletic sport, kicking both sides of the foot, hands. It's a huge field. It's about the size, twice the size of an American football field, and it's the game you grow up playing. So that's really um, provide a lot of athletes in, in, in the NFL. So that's what um, you know, helped me get into a bit more of the rugby, which is growing tremendously here in America. The kicking game is a natural thing for Australians. So I've been able to impact you know, football, NFL, and rugby. So 
I still coach a lot of kids yeah. with the technique and mechanics that. of how to kick the ball. I love doing that. Um, so, you know, the career was the career was okay, you know. But um, then I went and traveled and met my wife in Mexico about 23 years ago. Yeah. I have two beautiful boys, Tucker and Clayton, yeah. being really blessed. Um, and, uh, you know, just con- continue on being in that wellness space. So, um, How long have you been in San Diego? 23 years, been in wow. San Diego. Yep. So basically yep. since you met your wife, Yeah, getting over nearly half, uh, you know, half my life has been yeah. in San Diego. Good spot so I'm for like 23 years. Austro-American. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think San Diego is a good spot to be for 23 years. Mm-hmm. You've seen the change here. Yeah, it is. So that's cool. Isn't it about yeah. as close to like the Australia weather as you yeah. could get? Yeah, we, we have definitely some similarities with the climate yeah. and um, the way of life. And I just love the diversity here of America. You know, the, I love the people. It's just, it's, a, it's an amazing, eclectic group, the multicultural. You know, there's so many things to do and see and experience, and the opportunities are tremendous which um, I've been so lucky and blessed to, to be able to embrace, especially, you know, in the, in the wellness, fitness in that world. Yeah. So speaking of wellness and fitness, so what are you currently doing today? Like mm-hmm. in, you know, I know I think you have a day-to-day job, and then obviously what's your kind of looking like your fitness? Because I, yeah. I know you're, you're very active. You have a lot of stuff going on, which is awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're experimenting with food and diets and different things and different training methodologies and formatting. Um, and I, I, I tried the ketogenic diet several times, sometimes not knowing that I was doing it and then realizing <laughs> that, I, that I needed to do it correctly. And it was very difficult. And then hearing the challenges of so many people, like asking my clients and asking questions, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? A lot of the feedback was, gee, it's tough. It's not much fun. I want to have a beer, I want to have a pizza, I'm eating out at restaurants and it's, it's hard difficult, to eat, yeah. can't get it right, you know, falling out of ketosis. So, you know, these ups and downs is roller coaster. So we all know that's not healthy because you're, um, the insulin levels are spiking, right? And that's why we're going for the energy drinks, the coffee, and none of those things are sustainable, there's a cliff at the end of that. Yeah. So what's next? You I go feel the, the cliff with my coffee every day. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, it's a, yeah. Yeah, hey yeah. we drink coffee. I drink coffee every now and then. I like the smell. I like the social part of it. But I know, you know, it's. It, I just knew that it wasn't the answer in the afternoon when I was feeling a little tired, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm speaking for a lot of people like that. So then I, then I realized that this ketogenic diet was not easy, right? Not easy because... For guys that really like to eat and be social and restaurants, and we, we all work, we live a life. I'm not per- far from perfect. And I found that um, being able to drink your ketones, exogenous ketones, and keep you in ketosis, even while eating some carbohydrates, is absolutely real. That's... And, it, and it absolutely works. I did three months of research, I tested myself, I tested against other products. I looked at the doctors that, that created this. It was funded by the, um, the Department of Defense with the University of Florida with the world's leading people who created the space. Crazy. And, um, you know, I mean, it, it was designed really when you go back for the Navy SEALs who are having trouble with the breathers. And this was 80 years ago. They put them on ketogenic diets, but it wasn't particularly sustainable in their environment where they were working. So a few years ago, they started to, to, to research and found the. The isomer, which the brain recognizes, is the R for Robert isomer. So it enables 100% uptake into the body, up into the bloodstream, right? Within 30 minutes, 
and you can be in ketosis for you know around six, seven, eight, nine hours. So, you know, that was so much easier for them in their environment. Yeah. And then we thought about they thought about the masses who are struggling with energy drinks and coffee, and their challenges with trying to maintain and sustain, you know, a balanced day. And when you balance the day, you balance insulin levels and cortisol levels, and and there's a great harmony and a marriage between hormones. So then sleep is impacted positively. And as you say, you win the night, you win the day. Yeah. So you yep. go to prepare. And then the, sure. the next day is sharper, you know, and then you're operating, your operating system is is almost at its best. Yeah. Because it's all driven by the brain's thoughts and patterns and habits and those cravings for the the carbohydrates and the sweets and the everything start to subside and the brain wants to go for the for the optimal fuel source which is the ketones it's primary number one fuel source over anything else and that's i mean that's science proved yeah that's yeah. really interesting because i would say i mean we always i kind of joke about this because i say food is absolutely a drug mm -hmm. and for me i mean mm -hmm. it's definitely a drug i i tried cutting out even gluten for a year yeah and i kid you not the the year that i got first off i cheated some here and there yeah. second off when i finally gave in i think i ate an entire bread basket at where, where <laughs> i think we were, we were at sammy's and kenny was like whoa yeah. Yeah. what happened and it's amazing how your body is like addicted to yeah. that so i think that's probably mm. i mean that would be a big struggle for me i would mm. imagine it's a big struggle for a lot of people yeah. how to get past the sugar oh, yeah. and the carbs why Absolutely. why is um the, the research stuff, why is this diet, like, why is it, I don't necessarily think it's important, or is this a diet that everybody, does this diet that technically your body, I know you said you're born into, but this is a diet that everybody really, we were kind of meant to be on, but, and when, last time we met, when you and I talked, you are saying is the problem is, is that when people are trying to do any diet, you're, when you drive out and leave here out of your house where you can cook and you're going to go eat anywhere, mm. the world is not set up Perfect. for a diet, like, no. Your house can be because you can buy everything and put it in there. Right. But when you go out and you're in any restaurant, it's yeah. not set up for that. It's right. set up for what the what 98% of the people want to eat. Right. right? So yeah. is, is this just a diet? Is this, I know people are trying to do this diet, mm -hmm. but is this just something where everybody knows this is, this ketone diet is the diet really that we're meant to kind of live by, but it's just, mm -hmm. do you think, or is it Gee, just. I think a small part of the population, I didn't know that we were born that way. That was our yeah, native it's state. Crazy, it's right? the way the brain was right. born and, you know, into that full fat, you know, most healthiest state because the brain was trying to, trying to develop, you know? So yeah, you know, there's hundreds of different diets. They've come and gone, but um, I think we just know that the masses can't stay on a diet. It's not sustainable. It's not particularly. It's not realistic in our world, really. I mean, and then people starve themselves of things yeah. that they want mm -hmm. or need. Cause mm -hmm. I don't think we really know how to do that. So people then have the like, I have a cheat day or I have that day. Like right. you're trying to create a lifestyle, but yeah. that cheat day, it's like you're starting mm -hmm. over every single time. Yeah. So it's not just yeah. not just for those people that struggle. We get into another category of the kids who are eating, you know, living off sugar and candy and yeah, sweets and things like point. that, right? You know, my niece is, is Down syndrome and they have an eating, you know, they don't have a shut-off valve, a lot of them, and it's very difficult for them to uh, say no to the food, so okay. it helps control that. So it's a real brain function, a brain messaging signaling. Then you get into the athletic performance world. So when you increase ATP production, and I call it my third lung, 
I mean, I feel like I've got a third lung. I really do, and I've tested it, and I'm now able to run four days a week, pretty much pain-free. Um, there's a lot of other things um, that, that, that go into that. It's not just this, but, but it's making my choices better, okay? And that brings my inflammation down. I know absolutely it is. But when you increase the ATP production, then I call it my redlining. So in your car, you've got seven, eight, nine in the red line. You've got gear one, two, three, four, and five, depending what you're driving, you know. And so I was back here at one and two, you know, revving out, revving out here at eight and nine. Now I'm holding four and five better in my eight and nine. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. being able to maintain and withstand that red line, you know, that high end. Um, I've tested it, you know, so um, and I have to because, you know, I've got to be able to rec- recommend that to people my story yeah for sure so you're saying like with the the ketone Mm. drink you're because you've done tons of diet all this you're saying is you're able to drink this Mm. and obviously you still try to eat healthy and stuff but somebody could drink this and over time they're going to find that does their diet just naturally going to change that what you found like what did you notice Mm. over from the first week to how long you've been technically like really yeah well, the brain's like a computer. It's going to say, yes, this is what I want, you know. Um, it just will, mm-hmm. and it'll have a better desire and a better craving for better foods and not yeah. the craving for the poor old habits that we know that weren't sustainable, that were just a short, quick fix. And that's just how the brain thinks and operates. So you walk past the donuts, you walk past, <laughs> you know, some of the, 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 the candy and things. You're in the gas station, you're sitting there waiting to pay for your gas and there's Mars bars, Snickers bar, big hunks and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And you, you know, I, I don't do it anymore because I know, I, I know the outcome of it, I know the result, but yeah. I don't want it. My brain's not, it's, it, there was a gap. So I've filled the gap now, right? And um, so now I'm able to eat a little more freer. I'm eating less, right? I know I was eating too much. And I was the guy that if it tasted good, I'll keep eating it. And if I have a beer, I want to eat more. You know, yeah. so a lot of guys are like that. And it just something occurs in my stomach that wants you know more food. So I remember when I was young, I did yeah. like the fitness competitions, and a lot of those guys after their fitness competition, I would tell Kenny like you'd see them at the restaurant eating like an entire cake mm. or like a whole pie or something like right yeah. after their competition. I mm. mean, it's just like disgusting. I don't right. know how people do that, mm. but they like starved themselves, I guess, for yeah. so long up to that competition, mm-hmm. and then they would just like eat the whole yeah. thing. So yeah. it's like. Yeah, there's. It's funny. We were at a restaurant. Gosh, we were at a restaurant twice. Maybe it was like BJ's in Mission Valley. Yeah. And then twice it was the same guy, weird, after a <laughs> fitness competition, super shredded guy happened to be there, the same time with the same seat. And he was over there like same a smorgasbord, just rah. Was he mowing? Oh, he was just cause like was, a rabbit. Just oh. got out of yes. Yeah. 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 You know, I think you know most mums are out there chasing energy, right? I mean, For sure. you're working hard, you've got kids, you're cleaning, you're driving, you're dropping off, you're picking up, you're cleaning after me, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you know and, and, and they're chasing it, right? And it, for them to sit down and eat and take a break, you know, it, for a lot of people, they don't get that chance. So it's not a shortcut, it's not a quick fix, it just makes life a whole lot easier when you're able to, you know, stay in ketosis. And drink your ketones. Yeah. I mean, do you do food prep too, in addition to? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah for sure. I eat, I love, I eat well, you know, but I, I just know my, my eating more of the fats is so much better fuel for me. And, 
you know, I posted something the other day, the fat's not making you fat, it's the sugar that's making you fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. And um, it's just a killer. I mean, if you kept rubbing on your hand like this, you know, for hours and hours and hours, you'd eventually rub through that skin. And just imagine that sugar on the arteries inside our body. It's just wearing, wearing, wearing down. And eventually, you know, it's creating these, kind of like these claws, like a, a fish hook or an umbrella, you know, and yeah. everything's grabbing grabbing as they're going down these pipes and uh, and eventually they're just it's just gonna just gonna build up and clog up and you know that's that's when we start causing real problems and cardiac arrest and and, and heart attacks and strokes and things. So we just know it's a it's a it, it's a killer. It's a killer. And um, it's it's harder to get off than a lot of the other drugs. No, I agree. <laughs> I mean it's just in our face. It's everywhere. Yeah. 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 Um so Kind of talk about your, like your, just your typical like day or week of working out, you know? Yeah. Your fitness routine. Yeah, kind of your yeah. fitness routines. I think you probably get that asked a lot. It's just common because I think so many people are struggling with the consistency just mm. and kind of at this, like this part in your life. Yeah. Because obviously you go through different phases where you might mm. be younger and you're focusing on getting huge and then, you know, you might be a phase where you're focusing mm. on flexibility or strength and yeah. then I know you're kind of always focusing on stuff. What are you kind of focusing at this part of your life and then what's kind of working for you? Mm. Uh, what works for everyone is really different. I think, you know, I like to do different things. It would, I think it uh, suits my, my, a little bit of my ADD. Mix, <laughs> mixing it up a bit. Yeah. You know, it was, really, it was really tough for me to do a class and go and do a yoga class. But I know, you know, my strengths and my weaknesses and sometimes my weaknesses and my strengths. So I've got to get uncomfortable. And we were talking about this the other day. Um, uh, train hard and you know inflammation and recovery so I like to get in an ice box I have an ice box at home which is about the size of this table and I plug it in I fill it with water and I get it freezing I have a free a frozen top it's crazy yeah. and then I break it open and I, I sit in it and um, getting uncomfortable makes me appreciate those how long do you sit in a comfortable life how long do you sit in it um between 8 and 14, 15 minutes. Wow, that's times. a long time. But, but you when you started, you had to breathe. But when you started, right? And mm-hmm. then talk about when you, the first time you jumped in, like, how was that? Well, I, uh, I mean, it, it wasn't that difficult for me, you know? But you start to appreciate and get your mindset He's right. A tough guy. No, I grew up in the cold, right? We played sport in the cold, in the freezing cold. Rain, you know, the ball hitting your fingers, breaking your fingers, getting a hit. In the, I mean, brutal conditions in the mud. So you, know, you just get used to it, right? So, but I, I did it more for getting uncomfortable and and here. and creating a new notch in the brain, yeah. right? Creating a new yeah. habit in the brain. And then when you come come up against those difficult things, like getting held under under a wave, or you get caught in the snow, or somewhere lost, you're able to be able to say to yourself, "I've been there before," right? Play the way you train, train the way you play. You know, and we're getting comfortable, we're getting older, we, you know, we're getting a little weaker in the head. So I don't want that to, you know, to be a, a, a habit. And apart from all the, the, um, the benefits on the body internally, externally, it's helping my mind become stronger. So I help some athletes and kids overcoming some of their fears as well. And gradually they can build up a minute each time, you know, just gradually. But when they breathe correctly, and that really teaches you how to breathe because it's, if you breathe more panicky, breathing, right? Do you think it's more breathing? It is. Breathing, that's what it is. Huh? Yeah. Then you don't. Then you let the cold take over and you start to panic. 
just like what happens a lot of times when people get in an awkward, difficult situation in the ocean, in a pool, um, whatever like, it may like be. death or stiff yeah. So getting back to the training thing, you know, I like boxing. I love the art of boxing. That's tr- been great for me. Um, tremendous uh, fitness and cardio and, and just the sharpness of using both sides of the body, the left and right. You don't like to be too dominant on one side. Um, and that's, the sport taught me that. So I teach that with the kids too, to try and work on their weak side of their body as well, to be better athletes all around. Um, and, um, you know, I like to swim and I love to stand up paddle. Um, trail running, right. hike running and stuff. Yeah, like really stand up paddle, right? Yeah, I love doing races. all that. Done a lot of those um, long distance races and you know stuff. What's the longest one you've done? Fifteen miles. Fifteen, I think. Yeah, down the Colorado River and and, and um, uh, Havasu did that one. And, oh, you did. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, it's fun. It's it's tough. It's hard, man. It's it's you know being in that one spot again is difficult. Not being able to miles move around. Yeah. That's great. It was, it was, yeah, but it's, it's, it's great. So you've got to one mile. Like one mile, just even because, mm-hmm. you know, you've done ocean bound too, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah most yeah. of the races in the ocean, yeah. it gets a little tippy and right, rough yeah. and choppy. Just one mile in the ocean. If you do, if you do one mile in the ocean, it's you feel, imagine, 50. It just, yeah. it's just work. Yeah, just maintaining that stability, great for the core. But you're in a beautiful environment. You guys, you guys are, you're a water man and stuff. And, yeah. you know, we love it. So... Look, v- v- mixing it up, muscle confusion, I, I, I think. I'm not going to tell anyone what to do or how to do it. But, but just, for you, that's worked for you. Yeah, yeah. And then the stretching's become more and more important. For uh, sure. Stretching's huh? huge, yeah. Yeah. I don't think yet, most of us ever really stretch yeah. enough. I mean, what's yeah. the minimum you should stretch every day? 20 minutes or something? What's mm. the kind of the general yeah. guideline? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. There are stretching studios now yeah. that you can actually go and get stretched. So that's a, a new phenomenon. I would ever think you'd pay someone to, you know, stretch you like a personal trainer, but good luck to them. I think it's fantastic. No, I we mean, need it. We always, we cut out the, I mean, even so now I've been doing spin and even mm-hmm. sometimes if we're kind of late in the class, they always cut down the stretching. It's like, that's always the thing that gets cut. <laughs> oh, I don't have time. I'm going to stretch today. Yeah. You know, or, mm-hmm. you know, you're tired at the end of your workout or you're rushing to get somewhere. We always cut the stretching. It's like yeah. people, and then it, it's funny because we get home at night and I guess mm-hmm. when you're sitting there watching TV, you could be stretching. I mean, we just got done reading I've... David Goggins' book. So it was like, he talks about how he stretches for two hours a day. Which you read that book, Dash? Crazy. Yeah, I'm going to be with him in two weeks. That's right. Oh, cool. At an event. Oh, okay. What event is that? It's um, it's a big event out in Phoenix. For, okay. Um, Prove it, Prove it. The Keaton Company. Uh uh-huh. You know they're big fans, and and, the, and cool. Anthony Robbins' team are big he, fans. He's the beast. He uses the product, right? Apparently, you'll know yeah, more. Apparently. I'm sure you'll know more. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, he uh, talks a lot about the stretching though, and so yeah. Kenny's been trying to stretch at night. Yeah. A little bit more, just because we always talk about it. we need to stretch more, we need to stretch yeah. more, and so he's finally. Starting I just don't to think with it, stretching, but... I don't think people like they don't see results from it. Like you right. know, if I'm gonna go bike or work out. You start seeing results with stretching. Mm-hmm. You're you're only gonna feel them. You're never gonna see them. So I think mm-hmm. people are like ah, oh, just you know, yeah. I'll get to it later, and that's yeah. fine. But there's some people that do yoga five days a week that I know that are just yeah. super flexible. Well, it's a lot about a lot about the way we you know sit and drive and everything, and the the front part of the body, what we see, what we think about most, but the posterior chain is so critical to develop and strengthen, you know, the glutes and the hands and, you know, the lower back and planking and doing all the core, and that's so critical to, to, to keep that sound 
and strong as we get older, for sure, because um, we we're all starting to hunch and you know bend and well, and we're all sitting, sitting in desk down chairs. It's the new smoking. Yeah, sitting. I mean, and your hamstrings hard, get really tight. And, it's yeah. smoking. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I might line up one after. There you go. You got your ketones anyway, so <laughs> just blend it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Um. I mean. You've been doing fitness, like you said, since really like 13, right? 40 years. It's kind of been your lifestyle, really, right? Yeah. What do you think, I mean, I think I always kind of like to know from somebody that's that long, what, what are some, um, I don't know if they're tips or advice, folks, getting a trainer is, is important, so you're doing it right, so you don't have the setbacks and the injuries and, and the boredom, finding someone to do it with, maybe. Um, not everyone can do it on their own. It's hard with the discipline. Sure. The accountability. Um, yeah. yeah. And self-motivation, yeah. yeah. For sure. You know, community is great. Doing classes is tremendous. You know, I fought it for so long of not doing it, but, you know, because <laughs> then you shortcut and different things. Um, you know, variability, mixing it up. I mean, if I didn't make the mistakes and didn't try all these things and fail and get injured and all, then I wouldn't have learned. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to keep failing your way through yeah. to succeed. So uh, I look back and I, yeah, probably got regrets here and there of being, being a knucklehead doing silly, stupid things and jumping off cliffs and <laughs> you know, driving my car too far. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's yeah. silly things. Yeah. Jumping cars when they're coming at me? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, just being yeah. left, being young, yeah. thinking you're bulletproof, and um, showing off with your buddies. So uh, it's just just the environment we grew up in. You know, Do you think that is kind of training ranks? It's I don't I, uh, I mean I don't think it's the most important it's thing, you know, but it's got to be up there to be fueling it's your body. Right. Top three, yeah, for sure. Um, there, there, look, there are some genetic freaks that can get away with it, right? Like my father-in-law is 83 and he's still throwing cattle around and, hey, he eats the, he eats the fat off the off the meat, the ice cream. He's got candy stashed everywhere in his pockets and his glove box, you know, and he's like, he's all... He's Back like to those that. jeans again, right? Yeah, he's all ribs. So he's, a, he's a complete freak, but he's working his ass off every day. So, um, you know, there's not many of them around. But um, he's a lucky one. So, yeah, just consistency. And, um, and having fun, enjoying it. I think kids, kids just need to. I think kids need to play more sports, more different sports. They're going to become more rounded, not so one-dimensional. Enjoy it. Um, unfortunately, that's not the way it's going now. You've got to be one sport dominant. Almost they're getting recruited at 13, 14. Yes. I think there's that big burnout factor. That's another thing we can talk about. But it's just the way it's going. Unfortunately, sad, but. Um, Getting overcoached, they are. You know, there's not enough kids playing in parks and playing pickup games. There's too many cones and coaches and finger pointing and telling them what to do. So the creativity's gone out. Their brain's not thinking the same and creating games like we did. Climbing trees in the sand, you know, all that crap, all the stuff we did. We as were a just kid. talking about that too, because yeah. nowadays people don't even want to let their kids play outside alone. So yeah. then they never really get outside because mm. the parents have to be doing things, yeah. you know, that they can't just sit there and watch right. them out. I mean, I remember we were just talking about when we were younger. You had like we had this like imaginary line in our neighborhood where it was like, don't go past there, and it was way beyond what our parents could see. <laughs> so I think part of that now is like, oh, yeah. you can't. This this whole thing about like, oh, you can't let your kids out of your sight, mm. and now they're they're yeah. not getting to kind of. Do yeah. Playing in the sports. Exactly. Oh, wash your hands. You know, we've right. eaten dirt. 
Right. You know, all day long. Right. Building up those good bacteria. Yes. I mean, it, it, it's, it's funny to say because I remember just even shoot, when I was a kid, I was out and about. I was always playing pickup games, meet people, mm. just go to a park because you're playing basketball or this sport or that mm. sport, and you just jump in and, you know, yep. it's just how it was. It was, yeah. And now it's like, oh, you're not going to go, so I'm not mm. going to go. And they'll just yeah. sit at home, watch TV, or yeah. it's just not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it has to be convenient. And for yeah. us, it was never convenient. You just had to go exactly. get on your bike and you have to figure mm. it out. Yeah, I, you know, just one other thing to, to just digressing a little bit. If if we're all role models, we've all got you know impact in the community. If we can walk with a kid, walk with a child, you know, and just shine on them, and you know, there's a lot of kids that aren't getting any coaching, they're unparented, they're broken families, but just coaching and raising them up, um, you know, make it different in a different in, in a kid's life. They'll never forget it. Um, and it's going to impact us too. We'll learn from them as well. Um, patience and, you know, the trials and just the, the, the struggles that they go through, <coughs> that we went through, that we can impart some of our experience on them. So I think coaching is a wonderful thing, you know, in life and sports. And you guys being new parents, you'll Yeah, you'll definitely. It gives us a new perspective for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm more excited for the challenge to just be like that. Like that kind of parent that's just you know do it because I just know yeah you can just you just see the difference you see unfortunately you see parents that are really involved and you know you see the difference in parents that are just like not involved and you can see a difference in the kid pretty quickly uh-huh. they say at a certain age it makes a yeah. huge difference yeah so I just think that right. raise up a child the way they should go and they will not depart from it yeah <laughs> yes exactly so yeah. um what's what's next for you like what's this what's what's kind of your focus this year I know heading up the mountain tomorrow for some powder nice what's next mammoth cool um you know day by day thankful for the daily bread not looking too far ahead but uh just just knowing that um it'll be provided for and and I'm excited for that and impacting lives and helping people and you know being available yeah Yeah. awesome that's awesome yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming thanks in, for Cam. Coming in. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Great hanging with yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's been so good. We, we, we make a pretty good team, I think. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> and Ken's drinking his ketones here. I thought maybe he got some water from across the border or something. <laughs> oh, my God. Might have to test you out. Yeah. It looks a little funny. It could be a little bit of that you know, vodka or something. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, thanks Cam. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.